Welcome to The Commentary, a weekly conversation about vision, worship, and life at Grace Presbyterian Church. I'm Mark Bertrand, the pastor of Grace, and my fellow commenter in today's episode is Cameron Brooks. Christmas Day falls on a Sunday this year, and that's led to a debate on the internet about the do's and don'ts of canceling church services. At Grace, we'll be meeting for worship this Sunday. In this episode, Cameron and I discuss why this is, and we try to unpack the assumptions about holidays and worship that make this dispute so illuminating. So as listeners will know, this year, Christmas Eve falls on a Saturday, which means that Christmas Day is Sunday. And Pastor Mark, I'm curious if we're having church on Sunday. (laughs) It's a great question. The answer is yes, we are. But I would totally understand if you were wondering, because it seems like on the internet, that's been a big topic of conversation for various different kinds of churches, I guess, to answer the question of whether or not they're canceling church because it's Christmas Day on Sunday. But yes, at Grace, we we are going to be having church. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to hear that, but I'm also interested in that debate that you're mentioning. And I, I haven't looked into it too much, so I don't know the argument, but what's going on out there or maybe what's the argument against having a church service on on christmas day i think the reason why people would cancel those services is because it's christmas day that they feel like that's a a holiday and people are already going to have very specific family related plans that they're going to want to go through with and so i think churches are are considering that maybe they they don't want to add something else to the schedule on that important day. Mm. Um, there were a lot of assumptions, I think, underneath how you would answer that question. You know, it says a lot about what you think uh, the holidays are about, what you think worship is about, mm-hmm. and what you think Sunday is all about. So uh, a lot, I think, to interest us, as you look at a debate like that, like I say, it's not a open question for us. Yes, we are having yeah. church, but I've been interested in following those conversations and trying to understand where different people are coming from. And, yeah. and also, maybe even more interesting is not how people answer that question, but how they respond to people who answer it differently. That's been very interesting. <laughs> and we have Twitter to thank for that. Oh, yeah. Being able to watch those discussions. Yes. Live. Well, you know, we we did an episode not long ago talking about social media. And of course, I, you know, made my case about getting off of it or at least staying away as much as possible. And I think ever since we had that conversation, I've been clicking on those emails that are telling me what's happening on Twitter and reading way too much. And I've I've got to stop. Mm-hmm. But but thanks to that, I'm aware that this is a topic of conversation. Yeah. Well, so if I was to, as they say, steel man the argument to not have a service on Sunday, I think I would, I would say something like this. Well, even if we say we acknowledge that Christmas is all about Jesus, 
and worshiping him and celebrating his, his arrival. We can do all of that on Christmas Eve and let people come and, you know, have a, a wonderful service and then say, you know, go, go do your thing now and you can be with your family and you, you don't have to be back here in 12 hours or whatever for mm-hmm. the next service. Maybe there's something to that. Well, I think it's probably true that, that most churches that are facing this question will typically have some kind of Christmas Eve observance. Mm-hmm. And so that changes perhaps the way that you think about the question. If you're already doing something on Christmas Eve and you do yeah. that every year, uh, you don't necessarily do something on Christmas Day. Right. It's just that it happens to fall on a Sunday this year. So I, I'm guessing that there are people who are you know, planning church services and, and making decisions for churches who are thinking, hey, we're already doing something on, on the Saturday night. That's mm-hmm. got to count for something, right? Like, yeah. We don't need to get up in the morning and and interrupt the present opening and uh, family get together or whatever's going on 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 Sunday morning, and we can just you know give everybody a day off to exactly. to relax and and enjoy time with family something like that. My guess is that's the that's the thinking behind a lot of it, and of course it runs into a little bit of a challenge because. Sunday is the Lord's Day. It's the day that Christians, since the beginning of the church, have gathered together corporately to worship God. Uh, Theologically speaking, we would say human beings were made to glorify God. This is our purpose. And he has given us this gift of Sabbath rest to use to worship him and to glorify him and to serve him. So with that understanding, it becomes a little bit more of a conflict. And I think people on the other side of that question would start there. You know, what what does God tell us to do? What is the purpose for our Sunday gatherings? And if we're going to cancel it, on what basis? Now, you should probably acknowledge that most churches will cancel church services for a variety of reasons. Uh, here in the upper Midwest, one of those reasons would be weather. Uh, we have canceled services in the past because of uh, blizzards, uh, health and safety considerations, things like that. And the Westminster standards do address the question of the light of nature and Christian prudence and how the elders of the church could make decisions about the circumstances of worship that relate to that. So there's there's a, a way of thinking about those situations. Is the fact that a, let's say, a national holiday like falls on a Sunday this year, is that the same kind of thing as a blizzard? <laughs> you know, I, I guess that's that's part of the question. And of course, obviously, um, I would say, no, it's not. And at least from my point of view, w- would argue that the opportunity to have that worship service on Christmas Day is actually something not to be missed. Mm-hmm. You know, the last time this happened was 2016. 
and we held a worship service that morning, and it was surprisingly well attended. I, I remember at the time thinking, uh, I might be alone. You know, maybe <laughs> no one will will show up for this, but it wasn't like that at all. And I think that uh, people who participated in that don't remember it as having been like a drag on their usual plans, but remember it as having been something that made that occasion more special. Hmm. And so I think there, there's a, a case to be made not only for the fulfillment of duty, but also for the way in which, you know, taking this time to glorify God on the day that we traditionally remember the, the birth of Christ makes... A lot of sense. As strange as it is for me to hear myself saying those <laughs> words, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to ask about how you're thinking about these service services liturgically. So at Grace, anyway, we have this Lessons and Carols service on Christmas Eve, which is sort of unique and doesn't follow the same structure as a, a typical Sunday. So right. I'm expecting a little bit of a a difference there but otherwise will the services be similar are we going to be sort of repeating the same message Absolutely. one night yeah. yeah i mean not not the two services together so lessons and carols is is much more of a um like singing and readings kind of a, a service and it it follows that uh traditional lessons and carols format uh, we've just adapted it a little bit for um, our own purposes. Mm -hmm. But our Sunday service will follow the form of our usual services. I mean, we will obviously, because of the season, be paying extra attention to the significance of the birth of Christ and all that that means for us. But honestly, we do that all the time. You know, that's that's a constant focus of our worship. So our Lord's Day worship service this Sunday will be like our services every Sunday. But I think the fact that we're having it on Christmas Day will add hmm. some resonance for a lot of people yeah. because of that. Now, interestingly, in the online debates, one of the things that I've noticed is that people who are having worship services are emphatically meeting for worship because it is the Lord's Day, uh, can have a sort of holier-than-thou attitude about the whole thing. Uh, I, we're not going to be meeting for worship on Sunday to score some sort of cultural points or to prove that uh, we take worship more seriously than than other churches or anything like that. We're going to do it for the reason we do it every Sunday. And it's not going to have any sort of a, um, I don't know, like congratulatory tone to it. <laughs> um, you know, we must be the extra good Christians because we showed up on Christmas Day or anything like yeah. that. You know, I, I think we want to be as far away from that sort of a sort of boastful spirit. Right. Uh, certainly on Christmas Day, it just doesn't feel at all compatible with where our hearts will be. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the, the reality is if, if you were very much on the, the far left Puritan spectrum, you know, I observe no 
holidays at all except the Lord's Day. You would show up for a Lord's Day service. That's what you would get, and and it would all make sense. Yeah. Uh, if you're not quite on on that edge, then you would probably appreciate, you know, more of the the trappings of the season or that sort of thing. But regardless, we'll be worshiping together. Um, I'd like to believe that part of the reason why this is a non-starter question for us and why, you know, within our community, no one's been asking this question, trying to figure <laughs> out if, if church is canceled because it's Christmas Day, is that the underlying assumptions behind the questions are things that either implicitly or explicitly we've already settled hmm. you know so i think one of those fundamentally is just that question of uh, let's say what is sunday for you're always going to have this competition in modern day life because we no longer live in a culture that is surrounded by blue laws or anything like that you know businesses are open on sundays increasingly Stuff is scheduled on Sundays. A lot of times people who have kids in sports or other activities will find that a lot of things are intentionally located on Sunday because for a lot of people that's just the weekend. That's free time. So there's always this negotiation throughout the year. Uh, what comes first? And if you see the call to worship as somehow like secondary, then a lot of stuff can come first for you, you know, and you see people struggling with that. Some people it's work, some people it's other kinds of activities, leisure activities, whatever it is, uh, having to negotiate that. I think this question just has an extra level of irony <laughs> because it's Christmas day. And so if you're an outsider looking in, the idea that church would be canceled on the day that's celebrating the birth of Jesus seems really strange. Yeah. Well, because we say that there are the, you know, those people who only go to church on Easter and Christmas. Right. right. <laughs> and the church is saying, well, no, we're going to yeah, cancel we for you. There. Yeah. So just make it for Easter this year. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But, the, but you have to ask yourself, why, why does the logic make sense? Like, what is the assumption that, people would have to have in order to make a decision like not having church on a Sunday because it's Christmas Day. And I think the assumption there, at least one of them, is that Christmas, like Thanksgiving, like literally every time of the year in our secular society, is about capital F family. That first and foremost, this is a time for family. And by that, we mean, you know, family get-togethers or, you know, spending time with relatives from out of town or traveling yourself to go be with other people. And um, and that's the value that that comes first. And anything that stands in the way of that is is seen as an imposition. So I think with that kind of logic, you understand why... Someone who is, you know, hosting family from out of town might feel like, hey, it's quite an inconvenience for you to schedule a worship service while I've got people in town. You know, like I've got to be focused on family. It doesn't require any guests from out of town, of course, because there's other kinds of family activity that that um, this applies to as well. I know as a kid, when 
when uh, we got up on Christmas Day, the most exciting thing was opening presents, you know, and the last thing in the world we wanted to do was to be dragged away from <laughs> our new presents and, and made to go anywhere, but but definitely not the church. So all of that, yeah. I think, is the the underlying assumptions, right, that, that Christmas is about family is is a huge one. Now, the fact that in the church, this would be such a potent idea suggests that a lot of our, you know, thinking about Christmas is, is um, informed by the sentimentalism mm-hmm. of our culture, yeah. right? That, that for us, as well as for them, these celebrations have needed to be repurposed once their older meaning was no longer the focus. And so we have a lot of these same ideas about what Christmas is about. And so, yeah, so I think that that may, for some people, make it make more sense that this would be a conflict that you'd want to avoid. Yeah. I understand that, and yet I struggle imagining that there are, that there are Christian church leaders who would agree you know, acquiesce to that sort of assumption about family or, or the purpose of, of Sabbath Sunday, because it just seems again, like you said, it's a non-starter for us maybe, but it just seems to me like we know that's not the case. Like we know that like God is more important than family, but I guess when the you rubber know, hits the road, yeah. it, I don't know. You say that, but <laughs> <laughs> one of the well, things yeah. that really surprised me was finding People who worked at churches weighing in on this, and a big theme that uh, that I saw was, you know, people on staff at big churches complaining that they had to work on Christmas Day, mm. that it was really unfair that they were having to create these quote-unquote experiences for other people instead of being able to be with their families right. on Christmas Day, and what was interesting to me about that is, again, it it draws a curtain back a little bit because if that's your gripe, then you're kind of talking about your ministry as a job, uh, complaining about it the way people complain about their jobs. Mm-hmm. And to me, that reveals something um, wrong. You know, when... when ministry is experienced as if it were just a job and we sort of complain about the constraints of it um, in the same way. Again, something's being lost. So ironically, if, if, if a person is a church leader who feels this resentment that they're being pulled away from family on Christmas Day by this church job, Again, the, the ironies of that, the sort of network of assumptions there, I think really need to be examined. Yeah. Ultimately, the, the, the sort of daylight that can cleanse all these cobwebs is a right understanding of God's call to worship. That all of us, first and foremost, when we show up in the church on Sunday or there, for that solemn assembly on the Lord's Day as his people who've been called collectively to glorify him. And look, that's 
first and foremost what I'm doing when I'm there. I, I may be leading in worship, but I'm not going to work mm-hmm. when we have church. You know, it, it's just not the right category to think about that kind of service. What I'm doing is fundamentally the same as what everyone else in that service is doing. I'm there to worship, and everyone who contributes to that service, whether it's through singing, whether it's through praying, reading, whatever part they play in the worship service, they're worshipers. Mm -hmm. If you start thinking about that and thinking like, okay, so that's what it's all about, and then saying that this is the most important thing, or even, let's say, the reason for Sunday, mm-hmm. for the Lord's Day, then it stands to reason that all of that comes first. Mm-hmm. And that all of these considerations that stand in the way are not only, um, like, like shouldn't win the day, but also the fact that they get in the way should lead us to examine them. Right. You know, and, and if I find myself saying, you know, oh, I can't believe we're having church on Sunday. What I want to do is examine myself and, and, and ask, why, why am I feeling anything other than delight mm-hmm. that God is calling me into his presence right. on his day? Yes, and, and in particular on Christmas Day, I think that's a, a huge part of it too. I don't think we're just saying like, well, it's Sunday, so of course like we should be at church like every other Sunday. That's, that's part of it. But the other part is we're fortunate in a sense to have <laughs> Christmas Day fall on a Sunday so that we can be reminded again of the the reason for the season as they say that that christmas really is all about gathering around the coming of christ and celebrating him i remember growing up we had i'm pretty sure we had a a church service on every christmas day around you know whatever whatever day it happened to fall on there was Mm -hmm. always a christmas eve service and then there was the christmas day service and and I, like you mentioned, never really wanted to go to the Christmas Day sure. one. I was like, oh, sure. I got my presents now. But but, the, but the thinking behind that is is sound, that there's some worshiping and some celebrating to be done because it's Christmas. And so I, I'm trying to give thanks this year that we have this opportunity to, to have the lessons and carol service and to remember the, the birth of Christ on Christmas Eve and then return the next morning and to continue that celebration and that worship together in a new way, but yet in the same way that we always do. Exactly. And we all want gifts at Christmas time. And this Christmas, God is giving us a gift. Yeah. He's given us the gift of worship on Christmas Day. And so we should be really happy to show up and unwrap that gift that he's giving us. Thanks for listening to the commentary. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can rate us on your favorite podcast app and share episodes with your friends on social media. You can subscribe to the commentary on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out more about us online, visit graceforsufalls.org.